one of the key ingredients to success is therapy. I gotta start operating like I'm already married. If I start thinking about 10 generations down, if I start thinking about five generations down, that's how the black wealth can change. That's how the black family, the black communities will change if I'm a good steward over the generations coming behind me. When was the last time you looked in the mirror and you looked at yourself in the soul and you said, hey, you have to get better at this. Now, before we hop into today's show, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Now let's jump into the video. If, if you've been listening to me for a while, you hear me say that the caliber of your future will be determined by the choices that you made today. <clears throat> and I would say about five years ago, I made a choice that impacted my life in a way that I didn't know was gonna impact down the road. About five years ago, I made a decision to uh, jump off of social media and to really unplug from the world for the first, like, well, for like the last two or three weeks um, in December. At the time, I was um, at a particular location to where I couldn't really do exactly what I wanted to do because I had other people that I had to report to. So I think I took like two weeks off. And then I would take, then I realized that, hey, why do that at the end of the year? Why not start off your birth year, um, one, giving back to God, unplugging, and just really recalibrating yourself? So I started doing that in July. I was born July 1st, 1984. And so July 1st of every year, uh, um, when I was um, working, I would take off the first two years. And then when I transitioned, when I transitioned from working to now being on my own, I was sitting down with one of my mentors and he was talking about, Anthony, one of the greatest things that he has ever done for one himself and two for his family was he took 30 days off. And inside of those 30 days, um, he would spend a lot of time with his wife, he would spend a lot of time with his kids, but then he would also spend um, a lot of time with just himself. And for himself, he would spend about a week in isolation to where there's no music, there's no sex, he's a married man. Uh, there's nothing that is unclean. He will only eat certain things. And he recommended to me to do like a silent retreat. And I remember I did a silent retreat for like one day. Like, okay, I went from like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. with no, with no activities, no music, no cell phones, no nothing. And I gotta say, I was like, man, the first few hours was a little difficult because let's be real. How many of us have actually woken up and we've turned over, and the very first thing we do is we go to Instagram, we go to Facebook, we go to TikTok, we go to social media, but we don't go to God. We, we, we don't go to our spouses. <laughs> we, we, we don't go to things that fulfill us, things that, that, that fills us up to start a day off productively. We go to the world, and we consume the world, and we wonder why our days start a certain kind of way. And he was like, he was like man, I would highly suggest, Anthony, that you do that. You take a whole month off. Last year I tried it, struggled a little bit, was still working, <laughs> was still emailing my team, was still talking to my team. And so this year I literally told myself and my team in January, hey, I am going to do 30 days off. I'm going to take away and you all are going to take off at least two, two and a half weeks. 
And I got to say, y'all, I didn't call them for two, two and a half weeks. Didn't talk to them, not one time. Um, because I wanted to honor them and their families and their time off. But I'm going to be vulnerable in today's show and talk about why I did it. I did it because I started feeling depressed in certain areas. I, I did it because I started feeling the anxiety in certain areas of my life. I did it because I started feeling the competition spirit in certain areas. I did it because I was so consumed, right, with, 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 with things on the outside that was impacting me internally that was then coming out of me that I started noticing like, yo, I don't really like this. And if I don't get this under control, if I don't see what is the core of this, of this, then this is not going to be good. This is not going to be healthy. This is not going to be wise for me moving forward. I have a whole business. I have people on my team who are depending on me and my brand and my healthiness. And if I'm not healthy, they're not going to want to work here. If I make bad decisions, um, it could impact them and their families and their futures. And I say, yo, you're going to spend this 30 days and you're really going to just step away, see your family, and you're going to isolate yourself. And you're going to literally sit there and you're going to get canceled. And y'all, I, I want to start off today's show by saying this show is really going to be about mental health and the things that I've learned regarding to myself that I believe because I did this for 30 days, because when I went to my silent retreat, the only people I could talk to was the pastoral uh, minister that morning and then my therapist through BetterHelp that afternoon. Y'all, I feel so refreshed. Like I, I'm excited about the year 39 going into my year 40. And I want to thank today's sponsors of the show because I didn't want to add nobody else to this show. I, I didn't want to have any other brand deals on here. I didn't want to do nothing else because I really, I told my team, I said, hey man, I really want to just talk about what I learned, how God impacted me, how I left some things at the silent retreat that I learned about myself that I did not like. Things that my 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 the pastoral uh, staff was helping me understand from a spiritual perspective, and then things my therapist through BetterHelp was helping me understand just how I'm I'm processing things. And on the last day, I got with my emotional coach that really really helped me to understand why I'm feeling certain things. Today is about how our mental health is impacting our wealth building how mental health is impacting our career advancements, how mental health is impacting our relationships, whether that is romantic, whether that is plutonic, or whether that is business. I have really learned that everything around surrounding my life starts up here. It literally starts in our minds. And if we really want to be wealthy, if we really want to get out of debt, if we really want to be married, if we really want to have better marriages, better and healthier relationships, if we really want to accomplish the things that we know we're supposed to accomplish, it starts here. And I'm going to encourage you today. By the end of the show, as I'm being real, vulnerable, things about myself that I've that, that I've learned about myself that that I'm going to be progressing to into the future. If you have been nervous, if you have not really taken therapy seriously, you need to check out therapy. And I've partnered with an amazing group called BetterHelp, who 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 I believe 
is one of the best out there when it comes to pricing, when it comes to cost, and when it comes to therapists. All you got to do is go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash better help. Uh, it should be somewhere up on the screen, or you can definitely find it in the show notes if you're listening to this on um podcast, uh, because I really want to make sure that you get the help, that you get the things that you need up here fixed and done. Because if you don't get this fixed, you're not going to be the man. You're not going to be the woman that you really want to be. They're not going to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Quick pause from today's show. You see, life is a roller coaster of highs and lows. You see, when we're soaring, we're on top of the world. When we're winning, it feels like we can conquer and challenge anything that comes our way. Like, we could win, but let's be honest. When we're going through tough times, when we're navigating through a storm, it could be overwhelming, it could be depressive, and it could be hindering our ability to be the best version of ourselves. You see, over the last two, three years, I've learned the transformative power of therapy. You see, collaborating with a therapist can equip you and I with the insights and strategies to empower ourselves, helping us to face life hurdles with newfound confidence and power behind us. I want you to consider therapy. And, I, and while you're considering therapy, I want you to consider my friends over at BetterHelp, a top tier online therapy platform known for its accessibility, adaptability and affordability. I call it the three A's. You see, by filling out a concise questionnaire, you will be connected with a licensed therapist who resonates with your unique needs. The key word there was your unique needs needs. Moreover, the flexibility of changing a therapist if it's not working out for you is easy with BetterHelp and you can do this at any time because we want you to find the best therapist that's going to help you progress and move forward in life. Investing in our mental health is a step towards a more enriching life. Investing into therapy is a step towards you building long-lasting wealth. And to facilitate this, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash therapy, or you can click the link in today's show notes. But the key thing here before we get back to today's show, start your journey towards self-empowerment today. And let's together resume our path to personal growth. Let's get back to the show. What did I learn over the last 30 days? What, what? What impacted me over the last 30 days, especially during that three day of isolation and three days of silent retreat? Here's number one that I learned. I said verbally that I desired to grow a, a company that is going to impact the world but I never really sat down and literally wrote out the plans on how my company was going to impact the world. We've all said, man, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And, and I wrote little things here, but I never really sat down and strategically wrote out the plan. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? When are we going to do that? And as I was sitting back, I was also even reading. I was reading um, a book uh, what is it called? Um, I'll even put this book in there. Hold on. I got it on Audible because I started listening to it on Audible. And hold on. Let me go back to my books. No, it is called uh, Family Wealth. Family 
Family wealth. See how it's, it's, it's trying to play. Uh, family wealth. Keeping the wealth inside of the family. And it is a phenomenal book. And as I was listening to that book, uh, the they studied families who've passed down generational wealth past 10 generations. I'm going to say that one more time. This book studied families that passed down wealth 10 generations. 10 generations, not one generation, not two generations. I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, I want to put this in a picture for you. It's me going back to my great, 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 great grandfather. That's, that's 10 generations. Like I know who my 10th grandfather was before my time. And they, what they learned was the reason why, the main reason why they were able to pass down that much wealth is because they had a strategy from the very beginning on what to do. They wrote it all down. They didn't write down just a goal and a vision. They said, hey, I want my children to pass this down to their children. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? By the time I'm sick, I want to have this. By the time I'm this age, I want to have this. By the time um, I am at this season of my life, I want to be here. Okay, if you're, how are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? How are we going to get there? And they wrote it all down. And here I am. The God that's teaching you all how to be wealthy, how to get out of debt. I'm teaching you the steps on how to get out of debt. But I, I really have not sat down about myself and thought about, okay, when I turn 80, when I turn 90, when I get to this season, this is where I want to be at and I want to go backwards. I had to literally write it down. Literally, I had to write it down and I felt so bad because I was like, man, God, like, I'm, I'm teaching everyone else how to write down their vision. I got my vision, but I haven't gone that far. I, man, I got my estate plan, and I thought I was good. But God said, but that's good. What are you working towards? Where are you going? Well, what are you doing? You don't bought the cars. You, you don't got the real nice house. What is the strategy for when you're 90? Not just the money-wise, but what are you passing down? What is the what is the plan that you're passing down to your kids? And I'm like, well, God, I ain't got no kids. He said, that's the problem. You're only good. He said, you, you're not really, you're thinking about your kids when it comes to money, but you're not thinking about your kids when it comes to knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, you, you're leaving them in a state plan. Yeah, you got some money you set aside. But the reason why in this book, the generation went 10 years is because they passed down way more than wisdom. They passed down intellect. They had a strategy from the very beginning. And so one thing that I learned while I was in isolation, while I was in therapy, while I was talking to the pastor, while I was talking to my emotional coach, while I was talking to myself, was that Anthony... I got to start operating like I'm already married. I got to start operating and thinking about my great, 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 great grandchildren. If I start thinking about 10 generations down, if I start thinking about five generations down, 
That's how the black wealth can change. That's how the black family, the black communities will change if I'm a good steward over the generations coming behind me. So I'm I, literally while I was um, um, I, when I finished one of my therapy sessions with my BetterHelp therapist, I literally went back and I started writing down notes to my children and to my grandchildren and to my great great. Hope I'm saying this right. What's my my children's children is what? That's my great great. Children's children. That's a great. Yep, that's my great. That's my great. So I'm already writing notes to my great children. And watch this. I got to go back to my state planner, uh, my state attorney said, listen, I want to specifically leave something to my great grandchildren. Then I want to specifically leave something, leave something to my great, great grandchildren. And what am I leaving them? Not just money, but I'm leaving them a letter. I'm leaving them the strategy. I'm leaving them the plan. I was in therapy and I broke down crying. And this is why I really love therapy because they help you understand, well, I'm playing this. Good therapists help you understand why you're thinking the way you're thinking. They don't tell you you're thinking wrong. They don't tell you that you're thinking right. What they, what they try to do is have you answer your own question by helping you understand why you're thinking the way you're thinking. And one of the reasons why I never really took that, why I never really went there is because I don't want to think about dying. I, I don't want to. It took me, can I be real and honest and vulnerable with you? Um, um, it took me about three months to complete my estate plan because every time I opened up that estate questionnaire, I was crying. I was emotional. I'm sitting there thinking like, God, am I about to die? Is, is this why it's this heavy on my spirit? And I'm like, no, 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 this, this, this is what you got to do, A.L. I'm like, for me, I'm like, man, I don't have no kids. I don't have no wife. I don't have, no, I don't, I don't have nothing. Like, and I broke down and in therapy, she really helped me understand why I wasn't really thinking like that. It was because I had already did this state planning and I don't want to think about death anymore. But that is the most selfish thing I can do, you can do. That is the most selfish thing is because what we're doing is what we're saying is, kids, I don't love you enough to think about you when I'm gone. Great grandchildren, I don't love you enough because I don't even know who you are. I probably will never meet you. And when I broke down in therapy, I was like, yo, Anthony, you're still a little selfish a little bit. I got that estate plan. But I wasn't thinking about the, the people in my family I would never have the opportunity to meet. I wasn't thinking about what, what legacy do you really want to leave? What, what? The great, great, great grandchildren, they would never meet you physically. Are you thinking about them? Now I'm, 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 I'm journaling. I'm writing down my mistakes and what I learned from my mistakes. And I'm going to pass that down. I want my kids to read it. I want my kids to take that journal. Watch this. Write down their mistakes. What did you learn from those mistakes? Take this and pass it down. By the time it gets to that fifth generation, they're learning from me, my wife, my wife and I kids. They're learning from all of our mistakes, what they learn from it, how they maneuver from it. That is going to help them build more wealth. 
That is going to even help them get through marriages. That's going to help them build healthier relationships. That is going to help them advance their careers. That is going to help them do so much more. And inside of that journal, I wrote one of the key ingredients to success is therapy. It is so important to me that everyone on the Neatness Network, all of the, the other podcasts and, and shows, they get three free sessions of therapy. Everyone on my staff and on my team, they get one free every single month as long as they own this team. Because here's what I've learned. If you're not really addressing the issues of what you feel internally, then, then you have a problem. And for me, I'll be real with you. The last year, the last two years have been the hardest years of my life. Because I still got to show up, one, and be a leader of my company. Two, I got to be a personality that is attacked every single day on, on some type of channel, blog or, or YouTube video or Instagram. I'm called, I've been called niggers more than I can even count by some of these racist white people. I've been called a sellout from black people. I've had videos tell me where well, Anthony came from over here and he's switching. He's a sellout. He's trying to do this. Like I got people who ain't never met me, got all these opinions about me and I see it. And I'm like, yo, I need help. <laughs> Watch this. I don't need just prayer. I go to church. I go to the baddest church in the world. But I've also learned that prayer is the, the first start. Practicalness is next. God gave that therapist the skills, the anointing, and the talent to help us with this body, with this mind. Y'all see everyone on social media, the nice houses, the nice cars, and, and, and man, let me tell you right now, people in my shoes are some of the most depressed, some of the most hurtful, uh, some of the most insecure people on this planet. Even if they are driving a Lamborghini, even if they are living in a $3 million house, they still going home crying. You know how many times I done cried in this house? You know how many times I done cried? Like, God, what did I do? What, what, I don't deserve this. I love people. This person saying this about me. This person saying that about me. Can I be real with you? Do you know how many times I've cried even after I prayed? <laughs> you know how many times I done broke down and said, well, God, what, what, what? Uh, God, I'm speaking in tongues. So I took off 30 days. What is one takeaway from this, from this, from this time today we're gonna have? The very first thing that I've learned that I would do forever. I will always take time off from you, from people. Always. Because if I don't take care of this. I think I'll give the enemy the room to say stuff and to put stuff in my mind that is not healthy. And I refuse to be, to have success. I refuse to build the kingdom. I refuse to help you all get out of debt and to build your own table. And I'm home depressed and miserable because I refuse to take time off for myself. What is the very first thing that I really want you all to learn from today's show? Number one, take some time off. Get the heck off of Instagram, 
TikTok, social media, and get away. Step away and really start thinking and sewing into your mind, sewing into your personal health and get therapy. Get therapy. I've grown so much, man. While I was away, I, I realized that, Anthony, um, I, ju- I do desire marriage, but there, there were still some things inside of me that was not healthy for marriage that I had to get rid of. I, I desire um, a, a bigger company, but there are some things inside of me as a leader that I got to get better at. If I'm going to bring on more people, then I got to elevate as a leader. I, I, <laughs> and I've said this before. And I'm going to get into the next thing that I've learned while, while I was in therapy. Is that the greatest enemy to our success is our excuse. And I think the greatest enemy to you all being successful, all of us being successful, is all the lame and the dag on excuses we make up. I hear so many excuses from people, and I've learned to just shut up these in these days and time. I've so told, I've so sold. <laughs> I've told so many people, hey, man, you need to do a budget. Hey, man, you need to go see uh, um, a CPA. Hey, man, you need to go get your taxes done. Hey, man, you need to go do this. Hey, man, you need to go do that. And I hear excuse after excuse after excuse, and it gets me frustrated. The hardest thing we can do, and it's so funny, we're quick to give everyone else opinions on what they should do. Oh, he should have did this. She should have done that. She, if I was there, if that was me, I would not. I would not. But then yet you broke. But then yet you're going through the same issues, but you quit to tell somebody else about their stuff. You quick. You quick to have an opinion about somebody else. And you got all this hell going on internal that no one knows about but God and you. And what, what I really learned was. The hardest thing in life is to look in the mirror and to tell yourself, you suck at this. It, the hardest thing to do in the mirror is to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? You need to shut up and work on you. You need to shut up and work on this. You ain't got no more time to have opinions about somebody else. And when I was there on the, on, on the three-day sabbatical, we had to spend one hour hour every single day sitting in front of a mirror we couldn't talk we were allowed to bring our journal sit the journal right there and every time we looked in the mirror and we saw something that we did not like about us we had to write it down we had to write it down then when we wrote it down we went to the therapist that afternoon and we talked about what we wrote down. I was in tears. Because I had a long list of things I didn't like about me. But here's what I also learned. You shouldn't love everything about you because if you love every single thing about you, that means you don't you, you don't have no room per se for growth, for improvement, for involvement. And things were not hor- horrible, but the things these were things I need to work on. Let me ask you this question. Put this in the chat. Won't you be real with me? Be real with me. Put it in the chat. 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 Or if you're listening to this on podcast, jump over to YouTube or slide in my Instagram. Let me know. Um, be real. When is the last time you just spent 10 minutes looking in the mirror and you just were real with yourself? 
I'm not talking about your weight. I'm not talking about your hair, ladies. I'm not, I'm, brothers, I'm not talking about, you know, your beard. I'm talking about when was the last time you looked in the mirror and you looked at yourself in the soul and you said, hey, you have to get better at this. And when we did that exercise to make sure that we did it at the silent retreat, they had mirrors lined up and we're all next to people. I heard tears. I heard people, you know, blowing their nose out because it, I mean, we all were in there emotional. But here's the thing that I love. And here's why I'm so passionate about this. And I got to go on because I just feel this in my spirit. That's the only way to true growth and improvement. There, there were husbands in there crying. There, there were wives in there crying. At the end of the retreat, we were all able to just really just dive in and we can't say who was there and we can't say what we talked about because we all signed NDAs. Uh, but man, just the testimonies that came out of there. Just, just, the, just the men. And here's the sad part. All older men in their 50s, all older ladies in their 50s. I was the youngest one in there. You know why? Because most of us younger ones, we think we got it all together. It's what we say. Oh, I'll worry about it next year. Oh, I'll put this off. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going every single year. And if you're married, if you love someone, they're going to get your behind somewhere and get in front of the mirror. Because if you really want to be the best husband, if you really want to be the best wife, if you really want to be the best father, when is the last time you spent some time to work on you? Anthony O'Neill is a flawed man. I will die a flawed man, but daggone it, I'ma get better. I'ma get better. I'ma get better because I know this is gonna impact my money. God don't mind. I'm feeling, I'm feeling this one, y'all. I'm feeling this one. If you're liking today's show, let me know. Let me know because I'm I'm coming from my heart today. I'm coming from my heart. Number two, here are some things that I want, I want to talk about some of my goals. Um, and this is like a personal show. Hopefully, my journey the last month that I've been on can inspire you all. Uh, when I was on my sabbatical, I spent some time uh, to really just write down just some personal goals, some business goals, and just some life goals and some health goals that I really want to do. Um, man, um, I'll be 40 next year. <clears throat> and when I was on my uh, thir 30 days, um, you know, I have my, my yearly check-in that I normally do. Thank God for the most part, I'm good. But I'll be honest with you all, uh, man, I've gained a gut since COVID and since um, since um, starting a business. There's been long nights that I have not been able to work. Uh, I mean, not work. I have not been able to sleep due to work. Um, I remember when I hired my first full-time employee, um, I, I couldn't sleep because I was nervous. I was like, yo, I got to make this money because I, 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 it's not just me anymore. I got this. Now we're, we're up to, I mean, up 10, 10 team members <laughs> uh, on my team. And I know that if I don't make the money, what's going on family? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Now, before we get into today's show, I want to talk about something that's very important to me. You see, growing up, seeing folks who looked like me on TV, hearing them on the radio or reading their words, it showed me we could own our own narratives. It's more than just seeing black faces. It's about hearing our truths. You see, legends like Oprah and icons like Tyler Perry, they weren't just entertaining. They were mirrors of our resilience our joy, and our struggles. That's why NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths hits 
totally different. It's a whole vibe of celebration, capturing every shade of our experience. Imagine diving into details that speak to our soul, from the laughter and love to the real talk about what shapes us. From legends in the game to stories about our everyday heroes, this collection has no you see, recently I got to tune in to an episode and let me keep it real with you. It's like sitting down with my family. The host, the stories, it's all about us and it's for us. It's real, it's raw, it's relevant, and it's uplifting. Showing every facet of being black in today's world. It's time to level up our playlist. After today's show, dive into Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR. Wherever you get your podcast. Let's keep making sure our stories are told by us for us. Now, let's get to today's show. What's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Have you ever wanted to uh, get into a new culture? Or are you even thinking about taking a trip and you really want to know what people are saying around you? Or maybe you're like me and you want to learn something new. I remember how hard it was to learn a language in school because the textbooks, it wasn't enough for me. Well, let me introduce you to my new friends over at Rosetta Stone. It's a top choice for learning languages and has been for over 30 years. Now you can use it right on your computer or on your phone. It's more than just trusting and remembering words. It's about getting deep into the language, being able to speak, listen, and even think differently. You see, Rosetta Stone has 25 languages from Spanish to French to even Japanese and a whole lot more. They even have this cool speech recognition called True Accent that helps you say things right. And there's a special deal just for you. A lifetime membership to all 25 languages for 50% off. So don't wait. Now's the perfect time to start learning a new language. My listeners can get this awesome deal for a limited time. Just go to rosettastone.com today. Start unlocking languages and traveling with no worries by going to rosettastone.com today. Let's forget about all these language barriers and let's get into today's show. What's going on, family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. 
They don't eat, and it's not just them. It's their spouses. It's their children. Um, it's their families. And because of that, I stopped working out as much as I was working out, man. I mean, I was in my best shape of my life um, during that time. And one thing, I looked in the mirror. Man, I looked in my mirror, man, and I saw a very unhealthy gut. And my doctor said, uh, the weight around your gut for black men, right, is one of the things that really, really causes health issues. And it was like, and you're in that because all of your weight right around, all of your weight right around your your waist, that's, that causes health issues with inside of men. You weigh about 184 at about a five, seven and a half. Anthony, you should be right around 165 to 170 on the weight. And you need to get rid of that body fat because that stomach could cause some breathing issues, it can cause some cancer issues. Um, and he was like, man, you're, you're, you're good now, but your body is telling me that you are the body of a uh, close to a 57-year-old body. And I'm like, wait, what? You know, I walk around breathing, you know, sucking in my stomach so people don't really see the stomach. And um, so one of my goals this year is uh, 39 is to truly eat better um, because what I don't want to do is go into my 40s and I'm having major health issues because what do we know this? If we are not really being wise with our health issues now, it's going to cost us more money in the future. And so I'm really getting uh, specifically, I'm going to be sitting down with a individual to help me identify a plan on, on how I can eat better and sustain eating better. I'm getting back into the gym on a daily basis, on a better basis, adding more cardio to it, <clears throat> getting off of the sugar because diabetes runs high in my family. And so that's one of the goals. Number two is, um, you know, I, I've I've identified a certain number that I want to have in my bank account. I was on Fox and Friends here a couple of days ago and they asked me, um, is it true that we can no longer retire, that if we retire, we will have to get another job. And I told them that, you know, it's really about, the question is not about, is that true? The question is, have we positioned ourselves to where we have the option to work or not work? I enjoy doing what I do. I, I get excited about doing this. And so one of my goals is, I told this to my pastor, my best friend, Stephen Chandler, I said, bro, I remember him. I remember calling him during my sabbatical. Stephen, Union Church, ask Stephen. Um, Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, bro. I called him. I said, bro, I'm done. I was on the verge of buying a house, a brand new house that was going to run me a couple of million dollars, right? Close to three million. Um, I was going to buy that. And I said, yo, I'm done. I sat down and I went through again. I went through a number. And I said, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and pay off the house that I'm in now. Uh, I'm not going to trade any more cars. Um, and I'm I'm strategically setting aside a certain amount of money into investments, accounts, into real estate that will generate me at least one million dollars a year that I can spend off of because I have no debt. Right. And so now my goal is, all right, be strategic, be wise. So this way, I can have a certain amount of money by the time I am 45 in an account to when, when I do have a wife, when I do have kids, I don't have to work as hard as when I'm working today because I already have this kind of money generating for the rest of my life at least a million dollars a year.
I told my I told this to my pastor, my best friend. He got to hold me accountable to it. I got the cars that I want. I'm done. Only way I made a new car is if I, uh, by God's grace, I don't want to say that. If something happens, do I have to get a new car? I will. But I, I got the cars that I love, that I enjoy. I don't need I don't need nothing else. I got a house that's big for me and my dog. Cool, great. Literally. I, I just put grass in the backyard. You know, I, I'm like, okay, let's just fix this house up, pay it off, sit still, sit tight. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cool. Build the business. That's going to be a part of uh, the assets that's coming in. I'm going to be investing a little bit more into my investments accounts. I'm sitting out with my CPA, and we're going through a, a deeper tax strategy on how can I get there better. And I'm going to be in buying more real estate that will generate me a million dollars a year by the time I'm 45. That's in six years. And I'm going to, I'm literally going to, on my personal side, uh, I'm going to act broke a little bit. Because of the strategy, because of the goal. And what's the goal? It's not about the, the money that I want to set aside. It's about, I want to be in a position to where I can go and sit down at my kid's first day of school for the whole day and I'm not stressed. I, I want to be in a position to where if I don't feel like getting up and making content no more, I stewarded this season very extremely well, that I'm now in a position to do that. I'm going to come up with this plan, right? And this year, Sometime this year, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out this study that I did. I got to write it down and make sure it's, the calculation is right for you all. But I literally asked myself, <clears throat> it, was, it was a couple of questions. I said, number one, Anthony, what do you want to do monthly? I literally wrote it down. Do you want a private chef? Do, do you want to be able to golf every day? Do you want to be able to do this? Like, what, what are all the things you want to do? And I spent the whole day and I looked up, okay, what are the costs? What, what will that cost me? What, what will I do? How will I do it? And so when I wrote it all down, and I'm being honest, right? I mean, I went through and I looked at the math, and this is going to go above some of y'all's heads, but I'm dreaming for the future, right? I, li I listed it all. I would like a chef to come in and cook for me and my wife, especially for the first, you know what I'm saying, year we have kids. I would love to be able to have a chef come in, cook for us for the whole week so where my wife don't have to cook. I don't have to cook. We can spend time. I would love to be able to hire a, a live-in nanny to help my wife uh, with the kids um, as we are both raising um, our kids with some help so, so my wife can rest. Like I wrote all this stuff down. This is just goals. Then when I added it all up, it's going to go over some of y'all's head, but I just believe in challenging some of us, right? Thinking about the future. Um, it's going to run me about close to $48,000, $52,000 a month to do what I really want to do for my wife. I get that number. It's like, what? That's crazy. You can say that's crazy. I'm speaking about what do I desire at the season of life that I'm in. So when I did that math, I was like, okay, cool, great. That's not hard. I just got to bust my butt and make the right moves and I can go from there. And if I, I said, okay, cool. If I take this out, take, take like five things out, it went down to like $32,000. Cool. Great. So now I know, okay, you need to have a strategic plan, how to get there. This is the number you need to have. This is what you need to invest. So that way your residuals, your compound interest is paid out yearly at this and you don't touch your principal of whatever you have invested, you have that. I'm thinking about future. Some of y'all may say, Anthony, I, I, I don't need no 50,000. That's cool, that's great. I remember 15 years ago, I was thinking the same thing. I remember uh, 20 years ago, man, that Bentley's dope, but that's too much money. I'll never get one of those. And I got one today 
We we all say things that I don't need. I don't. I don't. But when things change, <laughs> when circumstances change, when you're in a different level, a different season of your life, so does your thought process. So what I'm going to do is come up with a, a, a strategy, come up with a list of questions to ask you all. And then another form is going to be like, okay, how much is that? And then I'm also going to show you, okay, this is what you need to have invested so you can live this life. The reason why that's important to me is because while I was on Fox and Friends, the average uh, retired individual is making uh, $4,565 pre-tax money a month. Okay, pre-tax money a month. Their average expenses was $4,200 a month. Average expenses broke out to housing, uh, transportation, health, and food. Housing being number one, health being number two, uh, trans food being number three, transportation being number four. And when I was looking at that, and while I was on Fox and Friends um, here just a few weeks ago, I was like, wow, that's no money. Like, okay, you got a 200, maybe $200 and some change um, as a cushion. What if life happens? That, that's no money. At 60, 65 years old, you don't work all this time and all you got is enough to live? You don't have enough to joy? You don't put in work building somebody else's company. You don't put in work and work like a Hebrew slave and all you got is a little bit of money to enjoy? When they're saying that the average 60, 65 year old is gonna retire with about 80 to $90,000 in their investment accounts. That's sad. But here's the true sad part that some people are not gonna like. We were not being strategic when we were young and we didn't maximize our youthfulness, our youngness. Is that even a word? <laughs> like, like, we didn't maximize that season. So for me, while I was there, man, I spent some practical time on, okay, cool, great. What can I do to get more money in my pocket? And then two, what can I do to get more money in my team's pocket? I don't want to be the only person in my company. And, and, and sometimes it bothers me. I'm not knocking no one else. But when the owner is coming out with the, you know, everything that he loves. And of course, the, the teammates will, will never make as much money as the owner of the company because they didn't put in half of the work as the owner. Right. They didn't they didn't stress. They didn't lose alone nights. Um, and every CEO that I've talked to have had to come out of their pocket personally to cover payroll sometimes. And their team members didn't even know. Like, so I agree with that. But at the same time. While they won't make as much money as me, I want them to make a lot of money to where they can enjoy their life and do what they want to do. But I got to put the plan together. I got to give them something to do that benefits the company more to make more income. But then in return, because the company's making more income, so are you. So pretty much my strategy is everyone on my team gets a portion of the company's success on top of their payroll. So Michelle, she gets a portion of the success of the show. CJ and Alex get a portion of the success of one of our programs. Like my strategy is how can I help people? I want everyone on my team to get to six figures. I got two of my team members right now making well over six figures. I'm trying to get everybody over six figures. And as the company grows, I would love to get some of my team members in the seven figures. I got to get CJ there first. He's been with me since I was a little kid. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
I wrote down goals on how do I do that, watch this, that, that impacts the company in a great way, doesn't take away um, from the authentic side of who we are, but they could benefit. What, here's number two we can get from today's show. What goals are you working on? What, what is the strategy of what you're working on? Or what are some of your aspirations? I, I told y'all, my, hopefully I, I inspired you to think big. Because let me say this too. Oh, let me say this too. Boy, we may go over, we may go on time on this one. This is good. This, this, this is, this is good. This is my first time recording since I got back. So y'all got time today. Y'all got time today. Um, 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 stop praying for a house. Stop praying for a car. Stop, stop praying for, 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 for like, oh my God, 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 I just pray that you let them approve my house. Man, where's your faith at? I, I was praying while I was on, on away. I said, God, by 45, I want my company making 20 million plus a year. That's a stretch. Whoo! Now I didn't say God, yo, God, I just, man. God just, you know, we made X amount last year. God just let us make that again. No, 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 no. I said, God, I want to make $20 million. I want $20 million. By, by 20, by the time I'm turning 45, I want at least two millionaires on my team and everybody making six figures on the court. Plus. That's a stretch. I need God for that to happen. Can I say this? Some of y'all gonna read this wrong. Some of y'all gonna get upset with me when I say this. But I don't care. I don't need God to get a house. I need a budget. God gave me the money. <laughs> I'm giving him back his 10%. So the 90% that I'm stewarding, I can get a house. I don't need God for that. He gave me the resources. He said, here you go. Now steward the 90% well. If you're praying for a house, that means that you're, over, you're above your means. That's what it is. I've never prayed and said, God, I hope I get approved for this house. Because I already know my money's right. I ain't got no debt. I'm going to get approved. If you're going to prayer and say, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please, God, please. God, I, I know, I know, I know I don't make enough money to buy this house, but God, please let them approve me for the house. What the heck? I'm about to say something else. I'm talking about God. God, please, I, I know, I know. God, you know the Bentley. You, you, you know the BMW. God, you know the Mercedes. You know, that's my dream car, God. Please let them approve me. Please let me approve. Man, I ain't never... I've never, ever, 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 I'm lying, rewind, I have prayed, I have prayed, I have prayed, I remember when I first moved to Jacksonville, Florida, and I prayed that they'll approve me for this apartment complex, you know why I prayed that prayer, it's because I was only making $38,000 as a youth pastor, $38,000 a youth pastor was only $942 um, every two weeks, how much was my rent, $850, I couldn't afford that apartment. I was praying and asking God to put me into something that I could not afford with the resources that he gave me. 
Now I could have afford I could have afforded the apartment down the street that was only five hundred dollars a month. That was only four hundred dollars. I think it was like four seventy a month at that time. This is back in like two thousand three when rent was crazy cheap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I was praying, God, please, God, please. And one thing, one thing that I was challenged while I was on my break is stop praying and asking God for the things that you already could do because he already gave you the provision to make it happen. Start praying and asking God for the things that only he can do. Only he, he can do. I, I am going to need God for this company to make $20 million. I am going to need God to position this company to help other wealthy people. I am going to need God to, to impact the world with the network. But I don't need God. <laughs> now, let me play this. I need God for everything in my life. Because some of y'all going to be in my comments. No, you need God. You need God. Oh, that, that's just blasphemy. No, 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 no. I need God for everything in my life. But I'm not saying, God, please get me to a house I can't afford. I'm saying, God, God, give me, give me this so I could be a blessing. And I, and when y'all hear me say to Bentley, some people may comment about that. When, when y'all hear me say, um, um, fifty thousand dollars a month is what I need. Hey, listen, that's just, that's just my aspirations. That's just my goals. That's what I want to do down the road. I'm not there today. No, but down the road, I want to be in position to where I can really enjoy my family as a black man. I want to be in position to where as soon as my child is born, I'm starting my legacy there with wealth, with information, with, with the presence of being in my child's life. When I get married, I, I want to start the marriage off in a healthy way. I, I want to be there with my wife. I, I, want, I want to get so deep with each other because of my presence. That's what I inspire to be. So I want to make sure that money is not that problem. Here's number three. Here's number three. Here's number three uh, that, that I really learned. And we're going to go down to, uh, I'll probably end on number three. I'll, I'll probably end on this. Uh, yeah, I'll probably end on this. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to do. Because we already have at about 46 minutes. And I don't want to keep you all too long, you know, you know, today on today's show. Um, did y'all know? That one in six people have experienced a major depressive episode in their life. One in six. One in six. One in six people in their life have experienced a major depressive episode. One in four people will struggle with mental health, period. As I was looking up and just really learning more about how important mental health is over the last, I'll say about two or three years, I won't say, I won't say close friends, but I would definitely say individuals who I, who I was, um, who I was building relationships with that could have became a close friend, um, committed suicide. One of them was 23, the other one, she was 20, like seven or 28. Then the other one was right at 30, three within the last three years. And as I was doing my research, I don't know if y'all know this, but suicide due to mental health is the fourth leading cause of death among 15 to 30 year olds. And as I was diving deep 
And this is why I'm very, very big with mental health when it comes to when it comes to better help and, and why I am all for that and why I'm all for therapy, which is why this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This is why this show is important for you to get there when it comes to our mental health, right? It's it's um certain cultures and religions believe that those with mental health problems are possessed by evil spirits. And, and, and it bothers me that people will sit here and say that because I'm battling something mentally, I'm, 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 I, um, I, ha I have a demon inside of me. And I've heard it. I've heard people say, you know what? Man, just pray it out. Nah, that's a lie. Bump that. Nah, bump that. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I can't stress this enough of how important your mental health is. And, and I can't stress this enough. I think this month I really learned, and I really want to thank BetterHelp. I really want to thank uh, BetterHelp of, of really providing me with an amazing, an amazing therapist that has I've really grown a great relationship with. And um, she's really helped me out. And as I was doing some research for today's show, uh, because again, this is the foundation of the show is money. Um, I did some research and, and, and I want to read it as we close out today's show. According to the Money and Mental Health Policy Institution, poor finances often lead to stress and anxiety that can further impact our finances. So there is a cycle of money and mental health problems and it starts. So the very first one is not the cycle is not addressing your mental health problems, not going to therapy and really getting to the root of the problem. What we tend to do is identify, I'm hurt, um, I, I am feeling something, so we try to replace it with something else. And then what, what happens is those mental health problems make it harder to earn money, to manage our money, and spend it. What we end up doing is spending it on other things because we're not willing to ask for help. And then what happens there, when we're not really willing to ask for help, when we're not earning as much money, when we're not managing the, the right money due to our mental health issues, it causes a deeper financial difficult, causes a deeper financial problem within our families or within ourselves. Then financial difficulty causes stress, anxiety, and it makes it worse when we got bill collectors call, calling us. And so what's happening is we have the cycle. We have, it starts with, you know, we have mental health that we're not willing to address. Now mental health comes over and it causes problems with making it harder for us to earn money, to, to uh, save money, to invest, to build, and because we're not willing to ask for help. When we're not willing to ask for help, now we're having financial difficulties. When we're having financial difficulties, that it causes stress, anxiety, depression, and all that, and now we just got a cycle of this thing going. Why? Because we don't want to go see therapy. Listen, uh, Christian people, uh, us deep Christian people. Yes, we're going to pray like it all depends on God for sure. That's the first thing I'm doing is I'm getting on my knees. I'm asking God to give me the wisdom, the intellect, the power, the knowledge to get out of whatever I'm in when it comes to my mental health. But God dag on it, get you behind in front of a computer, get you behind in front of a therapist and dive deep into what you want to do because God blessed that therapist to understand the mind. God gave that individual uh, the anointing to be able to really help you understand the things of this body, the mind of this body. Yes, God lives on the inside of us via spirit,
but he still gave us a heart. We can pray all we want, but he also gave us medicine. He also gave us a doctor. I'm not saying God cannot do things, but he also specifically said, hey, yes, I could do it, but so can that person. I live inside that doctor. I live inside that therapist. I'm giving them the power, the anointing, the strength, the wisdom to help you get better. So all these financial difficulties that you're having is not because of a demon. It's because of you. And the church, we got to stop saying, pray. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm a Christian. I love God. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, which also means I believe in demons. I believe in spirits. And yes, sometimes there are spirits that medicine cannot get out of. It is the, the power of God. It is the power of prayer. It is the power of getting in front of that word and changing internally, spiritually. But there are a lot of things that has nothing to do with the spiritual attack. It's just us and our minds. It's us and our emotions. It's the enemy tricking us thinking it's the demon, but really it's just, no, I need to go get some help. And as I was studying this, 46% of people with debt, watch this, also have a mental health diagnosis. Let's go deeper. 86% of people with mental health issues and debt say that their debt makes their mental health issues worse. Let's keep going. People with depression and debt are 4.2 more likely to still have debt at 18 months compared to their counterparts without debt. Those with debt are three times more likely to contemplate suicide due to their debt. What are we seeing? That if we're not taking care of our mental health, that, that, that if we're not taking care of our brain, our mind, our number one asset, which is our mind. Well, let's go back. Y'all hear me say this again. Um, if we're not minding our business, because our mind is our number one business, if, if we're not feeding it, if we're not um, um, taking care of it, if we're not providing the mind with the correct nu nutrition that it need, if, if we're not giving it its oil change ahead of time, our mind, if we're not uh, um, 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 putting the right stuff into our mind, our mind is going to lead us astray. We're gonna start thinking about suicide. I've been there when I was 18, 19 years old. We're going to start spending money that we should not be spending because we're not willing to ask for help and to address an issue. And in this study as well, it talks about how sometimes ladies, uh, when they're feeling depressed, when they're feeling things, um, they tend to um, go towards food, um, TV, television, um, or um, they, they call it window shopping. And window shopping turns into shopping. Then when they get a little bit better, they realize they just spent so much money and they go in their closet and they're seeing shoes, clothes, hats, bags, you name it, still with the tags on it. Then when they get a little bit better from there, they're like, dang, what did I spend my money on? And so what I'm telling what I am telling us is do not be ashamed to spend some time by yourself, get into the bag, get into yourself. When I say the bag, I'm talking about the bag is your brain. When you can get into your brain, you'll get into your bag. When your brain is healthy, your bag is bigger. Oh, that's good. When your brain is healthy, your bag is bigger. And I know for a fact that my company is going to grow. I know for a fact 
that, that I'm going to make more money. I know for a fact that I'm going to have a healthier life because I'm willing to admit the fact that Anthony Bernard O'Neill still needs help. I know for a fact that there are still areas inside of me that I need improvement on. And the areas that I need improvement on, only a therapist can really help me walk through the process. Only a spiritual advisor can help me walk through, a, through the process. I'm going to end with this last section when it comes to the importance of mental health. One of the main reasons why I told my team from the very beginning, because I've always been big on mental health. One of the main reasons why I offer my team therapy at least once a month, um, at, least, at, least, at least once a month, is because if we're not right mentally, we will see it on our jobs. If we're not talking to someone who, by law, they have to shut up, if we're not getting what's really on the inside of us, that we're scared to tell someone else or we're, we're a little nervous to tell someone else because we don't want them thinking about us differently. We don't know what our spouses are going to say. We don't know what our parents or friends or loved ones are going to say. Um, you know, I, I know that there are certain things that go on in my team's life that they don't want me to know. Heck, there are certain things in my life I don't want them to know. We all, we all are there, right? But I want to give them a spot, a place a place that is safe, a place that is secure, where they can put all their stuff out and start thinking about and walk through their process. Because here's what here's the study says, financial stress, mental health does impact employers and employees. And I'm gonna give you four things, and if you can identify these four things, you need to hit the link in today's show notes and you need to go see Better help. You need to get a therapist. If you're, if you are starting to notice that some of your daily tasks are not being completed, you need to look into mentally why they're not being completed. If 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 you are normally on it, if you're normally sharp, and you're starting to realize that the quality of your work, the quality of your presence, the the quality of your job is off a little bit, you might need to see what's going on mentally. If, if, if you're starting to notice that, you know, uh, uh, your relationship with your coworkers, with, 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 with your, with your, with, with your boss or with your leader is starting to be a little distant, like you're, you're starting to be a little annoyed by them. You're starting to be a little, uh, 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 you need to see what's going on mentally. Maybe something that, that they said or that, that they did and you didn't really understand what they was, what they meant. And maybe it sparked something inside of you and it kind of pushed you back. And really it wasn't them, but it's you. Because it's something you have not addressed. And then here's the last one. If you are all of a sudden want to seek employment somewhere else. If, if you're the type of person that, you know, every year, two years, you're looking for a different place to go. And I really want to put this into a perspective so y'all can understand why employers like myself, why we, we see this stuff and why we try to avoid it is because every single year, 
Watch this. Every single year, it costs me, the employer, the employers, your boss, your leaders, your companies, $13,000 goes into the drain because of yourself not being mentally where you should be. And I want to put this into a perspective that you should understand. Which is why I tell my team, yo, listen, use that. I would rather spend $200 an hour a month on helping you be good. I know if you're married, I know you and your spouse ain't perfect all the time. I know you upset with your spouse. I know you frustrated with your spouse. I believe you probably even thought about walking away from your spouse at a certain time. I don't want that to happen, so let me help you out. Because I know one thing, if you're married and you're going through hell at home and you come here, I'm going to feel that. If you're going through hell with your kids, I'm going to feel that. If I'm dating someone, how many? let's be real. How many of us have been through a date? This is so good. How many of us have been dating someone? And we we broke up with that individual. We got into an argument. Now we're not talking for two, three days. We don't we don't call it in sick to work. Or we don't show up to work and we're real quiet. Or we don't come up to work and we're not quiet, but we're very short. And we normally the happy-go-lucky, the talkative people, the energetic people. But now we, we got a little attitude. Now we're very short. Now we don't want to talk. Nothing wrong with that. We're all humans. All human. But at the end of the day, that employee still gets their check. We can't say, yo, you ain't really do a good job. Yo, you ain't really give us quality. <laughs> yo, you had a little attitude. So here's going to go. Here's an eighth of your check. No, you still get that. And we lost out on the money. The employer lost out on the money. That's not fair. And that's not what you want your brand, your character to be known for. And on the flip side, I don't want to show up like that with my team. I don't want to show up and I got an attitude and I'm I'm nasty to people because now they don't want to work with me because I'm not willing to sit down, get therapy, get help and understand how to control my emotions. And, I, I, and here's the thing too, what I've learned is life is about 10% what happens, 90% on how you react. And the problem that I've learned with us is when I've learned even in my last 30 days with my therapist, I got to learn how to better react to certain things. Because that's the truth to how we can progress and how we can get better. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? That didn't make any sense. I probably like slurred all over that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do, do, do you understand what I am saying? You know? Like, like how? How? I really just want to be real. I really do. We're already over an hour show today. This is good. I think I'm going to go back to an hour show. Because I'm just speaking real for myself. I'm just I'm just speaking real for me. And we got to get there, you guys. We we got to get there. I've been there. I've had to apologize to my team for having an attitude. I've had to apologize to my team for not making the right decisions sometimes. And I think, I think, I think the only thing that we can do, 
the only thing that um, the only thing that we could do is really, really be better. And I'm in the show with this. I'm 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 going to end the show with this. I think black men, black, black men, we have to seek therapy. And the reason why we got to seek therapy is because if we're going to be the leaders of our black families and our black homes, and I, I don't want to make it all about black, 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 black. What is that song? Black, 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 black. I like that song. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if we're going to be the leaders of our homes, man, one of the things that I've been challenging myself is I want to be the healthiest version of Anthony O'Neill by the time I get married. And the only way that this black family will work and will rise and will make an impact, the only way that this black family uh, will be a strong black family, it starts with me as the head of the black family. It, it starts with me admitting the fact that um, due to our history, due to some of the things that I've been through, I have to get help. I got to get therapy. Sex, can I be real with you? Good sex. I'm talking about a good old good sex. Let's be real. That ain't gonna help me get better. She can have the big old booty. She can she can know what to do in the bedroom. That is not gonna help me get better. Being around my guys, going to strip clubs, that's not gonna help me get better. Drinking, that's not gonna help me get better. I've never smoked a day in my life, but smoking, that's not gonna help me get better. The only way I'm gonna get better as a black man is one, my spiritual connection with my heavenly father, Jesus Christ, and two, admitting the fact that, ayo, you gotta get some things better and you gotta be therapy. I'm gonna be going to therapy even when I'm 60, 70 years old because as I evolve, so will other issues come up that I didn't know was there. And I would rather attack those ahead of time and not take my wife and my kids, my staff, my team, my family, my community through my hell because I'm willing to ask for help. What the heck? And I think men, when we get right, when we get therapy, when we can start getting better, our queens, our sisters, our spouses will, will follow suit. That's what I'm saying? So listen, we got to get better. We, we got to get better. So listen, I'm going to drop better help in, the, in today's show notes. Uh, go check them out. You're going to get 10% off. Um, you're going to get 10% off of your first three sessions. Um, if, if you're unwilling to get that help, then I think that you're selfish, and I think you need to grow up. And one thing about me is I'm proud of the work that I'm doing now as a single man. I'm proud of the work that I'm doing now as a leader. You know, with, with having ten, 10 team members... You know, I, I want them to see their leader growing and evolving. I don't want them to see their leader the same. Me, I don't want them to see me the same way I was when they first joined my team. I don't want them to see me the same way I was two years ago. If I'm not growing, if I'm not evolving, what the hell am I doing? This company is never going to surpass my mind, my evolvement. And so I just want to encourage you all. Get the help that you need. Get the therapy you need. Black men, black brothers, listen, we got to step up to the plate. Brothers, period. White, black, Hispanic, it starts with us. And so I just really want us to um, get there. I'm back. The boy back. A whole month off. I got so much I want to say. So much I want to do. Uh, but I don't want to go too far. And my producers are looking at me like, hey, bro, we're over an hour. 
We're about to lose his drive. I need you to hurry up. Uh, and so we're about to get 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 going, man. Uh, this this last part of 2023 is going to be amazing. And um, click the link. Check out Better's Help information below. You'll get 10% off. And, yo, be honest. Let me know what you think about today's show. Leave it in the comments. I got to go. It's your boy, Ayo. Love you. God bless you. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.